Yeah, I slipped in a, in a curse word at the end there. Oh, <laughs> you dirty dog. It's a good song, so it doesn't matter to me. Who is this? Who is this? Pavement. Okay, I thought it was Pavement. I just Yeah. yeah I'm like, I was going to say, it really sounds like Pavement if it's not Pavement. <laughs> what I like about Pavement is 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 that they're messy. It, it's sort mm. of, they're color outside the lines a bit, but they still stick to a structure. So everything kind of feels... Yeah, I mean, so I never really knew about Pavement until I was with, you know, like you and Rob Bain, because you guys both were big Pavement fans. Well, I mean, I think he was more of a Pavement fan than I was at the time. Uh, Okay. Did he turn you on to it? I don't know whether he turned me on to it, but it it, it didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. He turned, he, he, if it wasn't you, it was him who showed me Pavement, and I mean, yeah, I'll go back to him on a regular basis and listen to him, it's... It's the kind of slacker rock that I like. Yeah, that, that's... you know, we're like Radiohead, which I would also call slacker rock. I don't know, maybe that's Radiohead Radio is, is a lot more exact in what they're trying to do. I say, I feel like part of what appeals to me about Pavement is that they they have, as I said, they have like a structure to their songs. Even when they they go into these songs that do this thing, and then they'll jump into something else, and then they'll jump back to it, and then the that last verse or two is very is a little bit less unstructured or a little bit uh, you know pain like outside the numbers right here. like this yeah right where there but it still works somehow mm-hmm. and it still it still fits enough inside the lines that it's not just a mess mm-hmm. um, so I really just I, that's the best way I can describe it I don't like every single one of their songs. It's not like the Pixies where I think they really in terms of their main four albums they never did a bad song on those albums there are bad songs on the, on the pavement albums, but there are great songs on the pavement albums. This is one of them. It's called Grave Architecture. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, dig pavement. And I thought it was pavement, but I wasn't sure enough to to say, hey, it's pavement. Yeah. Hey. I saw a quick Let's clip. have a nice hope folky bit to them, too, which I think is... Uh, is nice to hear because uh-huh. you don't hear a lot of a lot of bands who influence with a folky stuff and manage to integrate that into a sort of rocky mm, into okay. sort of a, a rock aesthetic while staying keeping true to some of the the, the folky aspects. Gotcha. So Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones. I was reading a little bit about. Uh, Game of Thrones. First off, I saw a fun thing from Hollywood Reporter where they were doing a bunch of press interviews with the different people, and they were asking, you know, kind of have fun with the spinoff ideas, you know. So, you know, they were, you know, <laughs> did you see this at all? I didn't. I, I may have. I don't know. Because the, the, I think that I, I read one, the, the, the spinoff idea that makes that is interesting me the most. And I talked about it actually last night with some friends. Um, we do, after the. Um, Saber is the story of ancient Valerian, where, where all the Valerian steel comes from, oh, and stuff like that. Where, where the dread, where there was a huge magic thing, um, and then there was a great doom at the end that destroyed it. Okay, so that's an yeah. interesting story. There, so, so this actual clip was a little more tongue in cheek with like, so like um, the actors that do Jamie and, and um, was it Brianna? The, Brienne, the, yeah. Brienne. Yeah, they're talking about like taking it, you know touring on ice and stuff like that but then it was like uh, Better Call Davos 
<laughs> yeah, but so it, it was a few good laughs. The thing that I came up with in terms of a story was all right. You take this world five thousand years in the future. They have modern technology, maybe slightly futuristic modern technology. Maybe they have flying cars or something like that, right? A little bit, a, a little bit into it. Mm-hmm. As far as they're concerned, magic is fantasy. It's you know, stories are told about. Suddenly, magic starts reappearing in the world in this slightly technologically advanced mm-hmm. world. That to me is like an interesting hook for what you can do with this story. Like you can, it, it's it's for, it's far gone from any of our characters that we know today. But it's in Westeros. But it's in the sort of Westeros world. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Well, it's almost like it's almost like what happened in Game of Thrones, right? Because I mean, because the mother, magic was essentially gone in yeah, that world, yeah. And then the Mother of Dragons mm-hmm. and you know that you know kind of brought so that it, part. Back. It would be the same thing that they're you know that all the stuff has been forgotten, all the stuff, and they proceeded along the lines. They started to make technology, and they made cities like ours were relatively, and they made slightly advanced futuristic. So do you, you think? Get, do you think that kind of fantasy in in a kind of close to like modern time would would work or does it have to be in castles and dragons and high medieval time i i, I don't i honestly don't know this is just a question that was asked me that was the thing that popped into my head it, it's sort of similar to a slightly dnd-ish concept of just a shadow run where they there's magic and technology at the same mm-hmm. time um but the Roughly, that concept I feel, I feel like might it would be interesting to explore. The mm-hmm. the closest thing that came to it is like uh, Battlestar Galactica in a sense, where they had yeah. you know that that technology, but there was also some sort of overriding supernatural esque thing going on. Yeah. Lost is another example, of something sort of like yeah. Lost is actually that's a great point. Lost is probably the best fantasy in a modern realm mm-hmm. type thing. Because, I mean, there was technology for part of the phenomenon, but, you know, the island was It was magical. still, there was this magic stuff that yeah. couldn't really be contained and wasn't yeah. really controllable, but there, but there was kind of controllable. So that was, mm-hmm. you know... And that was always, to me, like, the most interesting part of the, of the Lost mythology was that they, they got into these things where... where they, there was this magic that they couldn't really control, but they could kind of, sort of, do things with it, and they mm-hmm. were, were doing experiments. And that was one of my favorite lines of uh, from I think it was season four of Lost, where they finally get down to one of the Dharma things, and uh, John asks Ben, like, "What were they doing here?" And Ben's like, "Same thing they were always doing, silly experiments." <laughs> it's like that was. It was such a great like hook to me because mm-hmm. it was well, geez, what kind of kind of what kind of crazy silly experiments are they doing? I want to see that. Yeah, and well, just it's pure research, right? You have this phenomenon. Uh-huh. How can we? How can we exploit this? Maybe yeah. we can exploit it with polar bears. Maybe we can exploit it with yeah. typing in a number every hundred and eight minutes. You know, right. and, and, and sort of the both both the that that there were controllable aspects and that it was still uncontrollable to a mm-hmm. large extent yeah. is is sort of what I'm talking about. Where mm-hmm. there's still a mystery and you can't totally solve that mystery and you can't yeah. you can't control See, it ultimately. That, that's interesting because 
and I've ne- I haven't thought about this. You probably have the answer, you know. But the difference between sci-fi and fantasy. I mean, Game of Thrones is purely fantasy. Yeah. Lost is. I would have said sci-fi, but is it fantasy? I mean, well, it's not hard sci-fi. Yeah. Hard sci-fi is the stuff where yeah. they only take, yeah. you know, what we can consider scientifically uh, possible ideas. There's very little hard sci-fi, true yeah. hard okay. sci-fi. Um, I mean, even Star Trek is really kind of science fantasy because this the fucking warp track right. is ridiculous. But I mean, so. But is sci-fi and, and transporters are like doubly ridiculous, right? So I could imagine like there be a genre of technological fantasy, and there be a genre genre of science fiction. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem to be separated. So. Well, if if fantasy can work, I don't see why sci-fi yeah. can't work either. It, yeah. It's it's really. No, I'm not, I'm I mean, to me, it's, it's the matter of getting the characters right and. Because there are plenty of people who, like me, are like, "Why do I want to see some Lord of the Rings bullshit?" When they think it, when when they hear about Game of Thrones, and they watch it, and like, "Oh, well, this is interesting because they're telling a cool story with interesting characters. It's going in different ways than I mm-hmm. expect." Yeah. So that is, to me, like the the thing that that separates Game of Thrones and those other things from you know shitty shows like True Blood or something like that, where it's like there's interesting stuff going on, and yeah. it's not. I saw a thing with Alan Sepinwall where he was asked a question, you know, is Game of Thrones a good show? Is it just a popular show? And he said, no, it's... He kind of said what I think I would have said to the same question, more articulate than I would be, because he's better than I am, and he's, that's his job. It's that... It's not fucking Better Call Saul, right? It's not these beautiful artistic things every episode, but there are moments that are that can eclipse everything else on television. There are there are successful things that happen in Game of Thrones that work beyond what you might expect simply from the premise. There are excellent things being done on the show. And there's a bunch of cheesy shit being mm-hmm. done on the show and a bunch of boobs and dicks and stuff, right? But there are there is excellent stuff happening. There's excellent television happening at the same time. I mean, so I, I read a it's not really a spoiler because it hasn't come out yet, but a prediction. And it, it's a pretty good one. It, it's kind of such a... Because it was such a long cast okay. of, of the thing. And that is... So, you know, Littlefinger betrayed... Let me write down something. Okay. I'm just going to... Uh, type it. Or type it. Put in... Uh, final... Hmm. This is going to be the person who I think is going to end up on the throne at okay. the end. And I don't know, because I have read the books, but the books have ended this far. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. This is my prediction. The person is going to end up on the throne. I don't know whether what you're going to say okay. is right. is leading right. up to this or not. So so here's the thing I had. And it's about Littlefinger, mostly. Okay. And, you know, because he portrayed... Stark, yes, at the beginning, uh-huh. and you know turned him in, and now he is with Sansa uh-huh. and everything, and now everyone's heading or Sansa, Littlefinger, Arya, and um, John. No, 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 no. The 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 the, the mercenary that Arya was with that she took off the kill list. Um, the Hound. The Hound. So the the Hound was there, I guess, when Littlefinger betrayed Stark. 
I think so. It might have been, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, because people know things, but there's no email, so no one knows what's going on. So they're all going to end up in Winterfell, and the Hound is going, you know, is going to betray Littlefinger at that point. You know, but it was like a seven-season setup for that thing. So, I mean... I think Littlefinger's going to be killed before that. I think Littlefinger might be killed this season. Because... I don't like I said. Don't know any future things. Really haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a. I, I have looked at some spoilers. This is not a spoiler thing. This is this is my prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the person who is going to end up ultimately on the Iron Throne, uh, and it won't be Daenerys. Now I do think Daenerys will occupy the Iron Throne for a bit, but I don't think she'll ultimately be on there. I think she's too crazy. She's a Targaryen. There's too much shit that's going to go on. Whatever. Whatever's going to happen. Either she's going to be too crazy and she's going to be killed by Jorah or she's going to be killed by the Ice Walkers as they, as they try to kill. But you know, whatever's, mm-hmm. whatever's going to happen. Um, which is funny because so there is kind of a lost connection to this because in the books, the White Walkers are called the Others. Uh-huh. But they couldn't call them the Others when the show started because that was a lost thing. Okay. So it's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this is the person who I think is going to ultimately, at the very end, end up on the Iron Throne. Alright, so I'm revealing. Sounds of Stark, huh? Uh-huh. I think as sort of a, a mirror to kind of Cersei. Yeah. In, in, in the way that she uh, sort of is, is learning all of the little political shit that, that she needs to do to, to, to be a ruler. Uh, she's has the, the the people influencing her on all the sides, and I would I would I would say that it's not going to be such a happy ending. That that's not a happy ending because everyone wants Daenerys to be in the end, to be on the throne. See, for me, they established this: the Starks are the good guys, you know, and well, that's been kind of thoroughly thrown into the fire, as far as I'm concerned. I don't well like it's not gonna be Jon Snow. Right? Not sure. Uh I just you know most of the snark most snarks. Most, okay, so, most of the so one, of, one, one of the first set of characters you're introduced to yeah, are the right, Starks. Right, that, and that's and, sort of why I do think that the person who yeah, ends up is going to be but, one of the first characters. It's not gonna be Tyrion. You know, it's not going to be Daenerys. It's it's not going to be Jon Snow. It's going to be Sansa Stark, and I think that it's that's what's being built here. Is the no, I, I would actually find that disappointing. I, I love. The I know, idea. which is great, right? Because that's what that's no. not what people are expecting. No, but I'm not expecting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much. I mean, I'm not really wanting. I don't want anyone, but I don't want. So for me, the the heroic characters are from Winterfell, you know, and I don't want a hero to win the game. Sansa's not a hero, but she is not a villain either. She is always someone who, she was naive, and then she got thrown around, and then she started to learn how to play the game, and so she is the one who I think ends up learning how to best play the true game, the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Right? She's she's learning all the little shit that's happening from everyone around her. And that's I, I just see that arc as being the most fulfilling for her. For in terms of the story wise. Because I don't see everyone else I don't see anyone else 
I definitely don't see like Daenerys ending up. That that seems way too easy. Uh, Jon Snow again, way too easy. They have to die to save them, everybody from the White Walkers. Or Daenerys has to go crazy because she's a Targaryen. There has mm-hmm. to be some aspect of that that goes mm-hmm. on, right? The Mad King shit has to go through because she is still kind of crazy. Sansa is a stabilizing force, right? It can't be Arya. Arya is also gone nuts, <laughs> turned to a murder like a fucking mm-hmm. murderer. Uh, Arya will probably protect Sansa in this in the same way that mm-hmm. Jamie would protect Cersei. So I've seen this as sort of like a mirror of mm-hmm. Cersei, yeah. which is sort of why it's compelling to me. Yeah. No, I agree with that Sansa character thing. It just, you know, the Starks were cast to the wind for seasons and seasons and right. seasons and it's like okay so I can't be invested in the Starks anymore now if they all come back together and win in the end it's like uh it's not that they win it's that well I suppose in a way they win but it's it's less that they win they, they more win than, the story they, they... well they win the game ultimately but they went through a whole lot of shit to win right they had to give up a lot of their pieces so it wasn't it wasn't a a clean win. It wasn't a it wasn't a heroic win. It wasn't a, a, a typical hero's journey. It had a lot of pitfalls, sure. uh, and Sansa is probably scarred for life because of all that shit that happened. So it's not like she's going to be the she's not going to be the kid that she was when she started. Mm-hmm. But she's going to have enough experience to understand what needs to be done. I, I think probably what will happen is it will sort of fall to John, and John will die, and those, so therefore it will fall to Sansa in some sense. So mm-hmm. that seems like... But John is... Is a Targaryen. Right. How does Sansa get claim on the throne, then? Because he is... Because John was still... Okay, so John's a Targaryen, but he's also a Stark because Linnea Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen made Jon Snow. So her aunt was Linnea Stark, so they're still related. Does, uh, what about, um, is it Bran? The bl- uh, blind? Brand. Oh, he's 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 lost being the fucking tree, right? <laughs> somebody has to be that tree. That's just oh. that somebody has to do that. Okay. Somebody has to be the, the 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 voice of the trees. I see. Somebody has to control the trees and and be able to look into the past and then turn Hodor into Hodor. Right. It, that's like that's like a uh, somebody has to press the buttons in 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 the in, in the um, bunker, right? Somebody has to do that. Okay, so it, he's not getting out. No, well, I mean, he, he's get he's out, but oh. he somebody has to go back to being that thing. Okay, possibly until the wall comes down, which is probably the end of the season. Somebody has to be the three-eyed raven, basically. Like that role has to be fulfilled, otherwise, chaos and shit goes down. I don't see Bran becoming anything more than just. Uh, a story element. Okay. 
but that's just I I could be very wrong here again do not have anything to go on other than what I've read of various people's theories what I've read of from the books and just what I can think of as a good would seem to me to be a good way to for stories to go without them being overtly sentimental and bullshitty Yeah, like, I don't need you say that because Sansa winning in the end seems sentimental and bullshitty to me. I, I, I mean, maybe the way they arrive at it, but it just... Why would... I don't know. I just was... I mean, do, do, you, do you think Sansa a is... A character that's established in the first scene of, of the series, you know, winning in the end is, is what bugs... You know, I, I don't want that. I, well, it, it's got to be somebody who was introduced in, in the beginning. It can't be just somebody out of nowhere... That doesn't narratively that, that doesn't feel right. That feels Deus Ex Machina, right? It feels like oh, they're, they're pulling something out of their ass and putting somebody in here. So it has to be somebody that that we're experienced with and we're familiar with. Of those people, which are the Starks, the Lannisters, and the Targaryens, of those people, who fits? Braun seems to have good luck. He could fall into it. I suppose. <laughs> I, right. I mean, you could have a... He, he, he. I, you know, he's, he's locked into so much shit. You know, I could see him marrying a prince and then a princess. And see, Braun is too... too he's, he's the most honest person in the show. <laughs> he is his, like, honest to a fault in the sense, but, you know, it, it will... He's greedy, but honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's an honest liar. Completely honest liar. He's not... He's not bullshitting you. He's doing this because he's not an honorable person, but he's also not a fucking liar. He's not going to bullshit you about it. But, you know, he, he marries someone on another continent. They come across uh-huh. and she dies and he becomes king. That's of true. He wasn't necessarily honest to those people. <laughs> he's honest to, to the viewer. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's, that's my fan favorite yeah. for... for... King. Yeah, he's not he's not going to end up on the throne. Who else would be on the throne? What uh, Sam? Right? No, there's there ha- it has to be somebody with some amount of, of political intrigue, some amount of ability to play the game. And the thing about the Game of Thrones, as was stated in the first season, you win or you die. Mm-hmm. So, who among the people who are out there are capable of doing that? Among those three, th- 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 this is a story of three families, four families, right? The Baratheons, the Lannisters, the Starks, and uh, the um, uh, Targaryens. So among those, who it still is alive, <laughs> importantly, and uh, one way or another, and who has the political intrigue. Okay, so you got Cersei. I don't think she makes it. Jamie, I think he kills Cersei. Um, you have Tyrion. I don't think he, he wants it. I don't know whether... He might survive the end, but I don't think he wants it. Uh, you have uh, Daenerys. Danny. I think mm-hmm. she's crazy and she'll die. You have Arya. I think she's kind of a Jamie Lannister type situation you have Sansa mm-hmm. you have uh, John um, you, all your Baratheons are dead there's Gendry I guess still exists the, the, the 
blacksmith from the first season uh, who was like a bastard son of uh, Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Am I Bran? Which I see is he has to be that mystical thing. Rickon died. Uh, who's left? I mean, what you're saying makes sense. I mean, if you look at the list, I just been such a huge cast in the show, <laughs> you know. And I talked with you a long time ago, and you talked me out of this as being a good idea for a show or a movie where they, you know, invest you in a character and then kill them off. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you know they kill them off, but I'm saying you know the you know Sansa who was probably in the first four scenes of the series you know one of the first four scenes of the series yeah, I think she was I think she showed up a little bit later because the first four scenes were like them and the them you know the, the boys running around come back with the dire wolves and she right that, the and... They, they, they finally did come back but that's probably about 30 minutes in but it doesn't really matter she was in the first episode yeah it just you know it just like They've, they've woven such a wide tale, and then they cast these characters so far to the wind. Right. You know, and... Of these hope, characters... Okay, all right, all right. So, if, if so, hopefully they don't, like... Of these characters, these are the four families that still exist. Mm-hmm. Of the major families. So my favorite character on that list is Arya. Okay, and sure. I agree. I, and... But if Sansa's going to take the throne, I want Arya to be killed off before she gets back to. See, Winterfell. I feel like Arya may take sort of a like I said a Jamie Lannister kind of situation. Remember the King's Guard, protector of Sansa. Type situation. I, 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 would, I do not see Arya as being politically capable enough. To do. I, no, I don't think she should take the throne. But I also don't want her to. See, I want her to. At best live in the shadows of, of King's Landing, but more likely not even, you know, be able to fit into King's Landing, you know, that kind of thing. I uh-huh. just obviously she's Or out. she could be like a spider like figure, right? She could turn into that kind of figure. Yeah. But I mean I I, I Varys, the the spider, you know, the yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want I love her character. I don't want her to have an easy end of being the the head of the night's watch, you know, that or whatever. I mean, it, it's not an easy. <laughs> um, okay, so, all right, of these, Cersei is going to be killed by Jamie. That's certainly going to happen. Um, like, I, I don't see any way that doesn't happen. Tyrion, I do not see him ending up on the throne for, for a bunch of reasons. Most of them, he's not a guy who really wants that fucking spotlight. Danny is is the most sort of politically astute and the one who's who's in the best position to end up on the throne, which is kind of why I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I also, you know she's got that crazy Targaryen blood. You know she's got right. a bunch of shit going on. I, I really expect Danny is going to going to bite it. Arya, talked about Arya. Skip Sansa for right now. Who's who else do we have? Um, uh, what did I put here? T O John. 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 
<laughs> did not write this clear enough. Jon Snow, a, another guy who has a sort of mysticism wrapped around him and mm-hmm. all this shit. I think. Well, him, I mean, he's already a zombie, right? So it, yeah, him and Danny are entwined, and their stories are going to end up saving Westeros somehow, probably with a deal as opposed to a battle. But they're going to save Debt Westeros, but they're going to sacrifice themselves to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think they're out. Gendry. He's too much of an unknown. Yeah, to... right. Just an unknown factor. Uh, Bran, again, I think yeah. is the, the, okay. the magic I mean, shit doesn't, doesn't no, play. You have a very good argument. So uh, that leaves. Right, I, I'm leaves not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm disappointed. I just... <laughs> I wanted to see, you know, I, I, I loved how the Starks were cast to the wind. And part of me does want them to... to stay do, cast to the wind? Well, a lot, most of me wants them to stay cast to the wind. You know, because that was just like the way of Game of Thrones. Like, right, right. There's so much knowledge that never gets connected because of the, the, the massiveness of the world and the lack of technology. And... and you know, you don't even know if your brother is alive or dead. You know? But there is a there's a sort of fittingness, I think, story wise, to coming back. And, you know, Sansa coming back to to the King's Landing, coming back to this place where she was oppressed, and changing it, and 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 being the at least the person at the end who it's a bittersweet ending, but it's something that that no, you're, ends in in, 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 in a correct way for the story. You have a great theory. Um, I don't love it, but I, you have a great theory. You have a good theory. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. I probably we should, I should go home and uh, watch Game of Thrones. You should see how see how close my theory matches what uh, what George R. R. Martin and David Benioff and D. B. Weiss have decided. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for coming up. Thank you for for listening. And thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. And all the other shit that goes with it. Bye, everybody. Bye.